to another episode of the Solution Focus Toolkit. I'm Michael Dawson from the Action Factory and for decades we've been working to take solution focused brief therapy out of the therapy room and into your workplace. And I'm talking to you every Monday morning because you are our ideal listener. You work in social care, education, residential or youth work. You're in the people business and we release on a Monday to remind you that you've got the greatest job in the world helping people improve their lives. This podcast sees the world through a solution-focused lens and as always, we attempt to break down the solution-focused approach and put it back together again in a way that works for you. And today, I want to talk about my colleagues don't quite get it, mate. (laughs) But before I do that, I just want to say that things are going on, things are afoot uh, on a personal level, house moves and that kind of thing. Uh, So... At least for the time being, I'm going to expand these podcasts out perhaps over two weeks uh, for now. Um, they maybe are a, bit, a little bit too condensed anyway, to be fair, every week. Uh, it may end up that we do something a little bit more in-depth, but once a month or something like that. But we'll see how that goes, because to be honest with you, I love doing these. I've always said from day one, you know, I'll sit here and talk to myself forevermore. Because these podcasts kind of help me develop my own thoughts. So it's a very, very selfish thing. But I hope you enjoy it anyway as we uh, as we look at the world through a solution-focused lens. Okay, so today our, there, there was it's something that's come up for me and it's something that may come up for you. My colleagues don't quite get it. That is other service users, other services, etc. They don't quite get the idea of the solution-focused approach, which is reasonably common, I would say. Now, as far as we're concerned, you know, we're the Action Factory. We specialise in working with professionals outside of the therapeutic business, if you like, outside of the therapy room. And the reason we do that is from my own experience, I know that I've broke down the solution focus model and had incredible results in, you know, youth work and um, uh, social work and all those kinds of things. It's just awesome. But I just knew that it didn't copy and paste. Therefore, that's why I'm here talking to people like you, because you're typical of our client group and the services that we provide training for. So in answer to that question, of course, I've experienced it a lot. So first of all, I would say from our point of view, there's no expectation for my clients, i.e. you, to be the expert. Now, I don't think there's an expectation of any kind of therapist to be the expert, but that's only because I'm a solution-focused guy. One of our mottos at the Action Factory is that we don't want to train you to be a therapist, but we want to train you to not not be a therapist. Now, I hope that makes sense because if you're a service, um, such as a youth club or youth work, the solution-focused approach can be pretty awesome. So all I will say is this. When we do our training, we work with services, our client's attitude to their service changes. So my first answer is, well, who cares if your colleagues or other services don't quite get it. It doesn't really matter. I mean, that's really my first answer. Now, you might think I'm being cynical there, but the truth is, who really cares if your mum is really a wonderful person 
to talk to and everyone thinks it's great when they talk to her because somehow problems just don't seem as difficult to overcome. We don't really care. Um, But there's a different vibe in the services we work with. It's really, really wonderful to see. Now, if that's a residential care home, a youth club or a social service of any kind, we always find that the vibe changes within that service because solution-focused working and the solution-focused approach really is a kind of vibe. But let's not just throw that away there. Um, If you've listened to this podcast and you've listened to any of the earlier episodes, I won't repeat the stories I've told. But there is a really interesting story in there um, in one of the earlier episodes, and I talk about it a lot. It's it's early on in my solution-focused career outside of a therapy room, working with a young man at a youth club. So there I was. Not only was he looking looking to me for answers, But so was his youth worker at the youth club. That's why they came to me and asked me to go into a room with a grown man who was in pieces. Okay, he was in pieces. It was it was very, very distressing. And presumably I was the guy who had the answers or at the very least could make him feel better. But I didn't. I couldn't help him. And the wonderful thing I found from that was that I didn't need to help him at all. It wasn't my problem. Solution-focused therapy was going to help him because that was all I had. And of course, if you do get a chance to listen back to that episode and hear about the incredible outcome that we had, it was very distressing to know that I couldn't put my arm around this guy and help him out. But by sticking with the model, by believing that he had the answers by helping and working and being the curious inquisitor, we got an incredible result. Now, the reason I say that is when other services don't get what you do, the guy who said to me, who was the youth worker when I was on my way out of that room, what the hell did you do with that young man? Well, I did solution-focused therapy. And he said, well, he has just, he's just walked out the door smiling and shook my hand and thanked me. So that, in a way, is an answer to that question when other professionals don't get, you know, the solution-focused approach. Let's look at other professionals. Some, Some other approaches will tend to say, you know, you don't deal with deeper, long-standing problems. I would say that's not my problem. Um, I always refer to someone like Woody Allen who was in counselling for, I think, 36 years. (laughs) So when people say to you, how come you're doing solution-focused brief therapy and you're only claiming that you're going to help this person in four to six sessions, and I'll usually say, no, I'm not. I'm claiming that the client is going to help themselves in four to six sessions. Um, So... Let me first of all say that using the solution-focused approach, you're kind of off the hook as a as a, as a general service user because there's no demands on you to get those kinds of results and you don't even need the problems. So my first answer is who cares? And secondly, I have seen the results and of the ap- attitude, the vibe of these services. So some people will also say, oh, sounds great, that working positive with your clients. You try it where I work, mate. Well, actually, I did. 
Um, I used it in drug abuse, child abuse, prison reform, violence, family welfare, all of those things. And the reason that I was successful is I'm just curious about those people. I don't need your problem. Moreover, I don't really need to decide what the problem is. That's a very, it's one of the things that brings me joy. Um, you decide what the problem is. And if your problem is that there are pink mice um, running around your house, um, then we'll discuss that and we'll talk about that. I hope that makes sense. It certainly will if you've worked with us in our training. So how come if it's not my problem and you've got the answer, not me, how come most of our clients report that they were listened to? This is constantly reported. 85% of clients solved their own issues as long as I stay curious because that's all there is. So the way we look at the solution-focused approach is possibly like a game of poker or any card game. Our life distributes the cards on a daily basis. We don't have a lot of control. And so I think the solution-focused model really is a way of looking at those cards. Can we get a win or can we still be in the fight afterwards or can we at least not lose everything? Um, some other models want to look at who the dealer is, how those cards ended up in your hand. And those, that is an analogy that I use quite a lot. So when you say, you know, what about other approaches? Do they work as well? Um, before we answer that, I think we have to answer, you know, what we mean by works. You know, um, you would have to then say, well, is the client's assessment of what worked valid? Now, this is questioned in, in, in some quarters because there are people who kind of say, well, mm, the thing is, Mike, you're using that solution-focused thing. And I can clearly see that the, the problem with this client is X, Y, and Z. Uh, so as you can see, it's very, very different from other approaches. Sometimes I feel like I'm criticizing other approaches, and I am, um, because... Everything in the real world bears out the fact that we do have our own answers and advice and seeing things through a different paradigm isn't as effective. So I would say, you know, if other services don't get what you're saying, I would say don't restrain your enthusiasm for this model. Solution-focused therapy could be all you have is all you have to fall back on when working with clients. Be the curious inquisitor. So then I would say, why not use solution-focused therapy with the person who's questioning you, the person who's saying, I don't quite get it. Be the curious inquisitor. You know, use the approach in every line of, of life, you know. So what we find is that... Um, I would be saying to you if you said to me, well, I don't quite get, oh, why is that? Tell me a little bit more about that. What is it you'd like to see from your client group that you're not getting at the moment, et cetera, et cetera. What, I try and probe into their miracle day and then it might be helpful for them. So 
in the end, I have to say that as a service, if you're a youth club, youth worker, social work group, if you are all singing from the solution-focused hymn sheet, your clients will get an approach right through their service from start to finish. No matter who they talk to, they will get the same vibe. They will get the same feeling. Now, I'll tell you that not just from experience with the clients and the groups that we've worked with and the services that we've changed, certainly on, on my service and the services that we had. Um, when, you know, people walked into our place and there was just a great vibe about the place because we all were working from the same hymn sheet. So that 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 kind of is it for me. That's my answer. I hope that's kind of clear. Other services don't quite get it. Be solution focused with them as you are with everything else and say, OK, tell me a little bit more about that. Let me let me be the curious inquisitor. And so all that remains for me this week is to sort of say it doesn't I don't care really um and I think that's quite liberating and I hope that you take that in kind of the, <laughs> the way it's intended so that leaves me with a small five second commercial to say that if you are a service who feel that you could work with the solution focused approach all sing from the same hymn sheet, solution-focused working does not copy and paste from a therapy room, and that's why we break it down, and that's why we call it a solution-focused toolkit, because we don't demand that you take everything back to work after a, a brilliant two- or three-day session. We do the whole thing online. You get lifetime membership, so all new members of staff can come along and be trained to the same standard. And all of you guys have got these multiple exercises that you can chop and change. They are interactive and you can stay on top of the solution-focused approach. So that's commercial over. I hope it's been some sense to make sense of you that you know I tend to approach every question, every problem from a solution-focused view. Uh, so that's my answer to that. Okay, that's it for another Monday. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Solution Focus Toolkit. I hope you have a fantastic week, which now will be, of course, two weeks. Remember, you've got the greatest job in the world. You're in the people business. Um, don't forget, you can sign up somewhere around this recording or, or, or blog for our PDF newsletter, absolutely free. We call it Desk Droppers. It's great little bits of information you might want to stick on the notice board or drop on your manager's desk or colleague's desk or wherever. Theactionfactory.com is the central source of all that. And um, I'm going to be back uh, in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you being there. Mm -hmm.